Hello. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Christine, and I'm a relationship author and speaker. I started this podcast to piggyback off of my book, which is titled Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women. On today's episode, I talked to my friend, actor slash model, Kevin Kreider, about dating and relationships. I met Kevin a couple years ago, and I knew immediately that he was a solid person. Solid meaning he's very down to earth, he's honest, reliable, and he has integrity. We talk about personal growth, values, pain points. I learned that Kevin and I have very similar values and pain points and the challenges he's had with dating before being in the public eye and also after because he is on a show now that uh, is on Netflix. It's called Bling Empire. He also shares why he decided to wear a shirt to our recording. Kevin, if you're listening again, thank you so much for showing up wearing a shirt. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. I'm very excited to have my buddy on the show today. His name's Kevin Kreider. He's an actor, model, speaker, and he's currently on the show Bling Empire. And today we're going to talk about dating, relationships, and personal growth. Yes, my favorite topics. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> this is my in- first in-person podcast interview forever. Is it really? Actually, ever. And, well, by the way, Kevin decided to wear the headphones because it looks cooler. It does look cooler, right? He, originally, he said no, but then yeah. he said, wait, does it look cooler? How okay, fine, now? I'll do it. You look good both ways. Really? It looks Co- good? With a face like yours, come on, you can, like, wear anything. <laughs> you, okay, Kevin, do you know that you're a good-looking guy? I think I'm above average. But do you know you're like hot? Oh, I never hear that word. I hear handsome a lot. Your your face, like scientifically, like you're a neck turner. If I didn't know you and I walk into a room, it's a double take. Really? You have that kind of face. Oh, I didn't know that. I you you it, don't know that? I didn't. I Come thought on. It, like if I have my shirt off, you do it double take. But Thank you for wearing a shirt today, you're by welcome. the way. You we, told me to. That's I know- why. Kevin has this thing. Okay, if you go to his Instagram, your Instagram's Kevin Dot Kreider. Yeah, it's okay. Getting you, better, by the way. I have more clothes on now. Are you consulting with your girlfriends? No. Is that why? Have you not seen my Instagram? I yet? have. It does look better. Right. There's some shirts on. There are shirts on. Yes. Yeah. So I always give Kevin shit because I'm always like, "Can you please <laughs> put a shirt on?" And one time I was helping, I was helping you take some photos, some portraits. Yeah. And I'm trying to make you look attractive to the female eye right you got like a sweater on and it's cute and you kept wanting to take off your shirt and jacket christine in my defense even if i showed a little bit of my chest you're like i don't want to see that (laughs) and i'm like oh my god like it's it's like i have to wear winter wear around you it's a peacoat nice you know oh those are nice yeah you would look so refined la weather it's so hot but you do. You have this thing where when we were shooting that music video where you were the love interest, you just like you were walking around in your underwear. I didn't ask you to do that. Yeah, you're you're talented. <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> no, I said that <laughs> the scene was you were watching TV with her. And when we were deciding on outfits, I just said, what would you watch TV in? And you. Yeah, I was just being honest. I don't wear clothes when I watch TV. <laughs> You want it to be authentic? <laughs> you are you are pretty authentic. <laughs> would you say that yes. TV you Oh, okay, that's not the word. <laughs> would you say that TV you and real you is congruent? Is the same person? I think so. I think what it is about TV me though is like it gives me permission to like actually do what I want or say what I want and just be a goofy person. But if if you actually saw who I am at home, it's not that cuz who I mean, I'm by myself most of the time or I'm like deep in thought or I'm on the computer doing work. It's not much like, oh, it's me, you know, it's just and and that's a side that I don't think TV side wants to see anyway. Right. Like 90 percent of me is not that actually all day. Right. Well, because I see that I actually see a difference. I I do still think you're authentic when you're on Instagram or on TV, but I do see the goofiness come out more totally yeah i'm not going to be goofy by myself like tell myself jokes in the mirror or, you know what i'm saying like it's just weird 
So a lot of times when you're with me, I feel like you're pretty low key. Really? Maybe it's my energy. Yeah, you do have a low key energy for me. Like I think it for me, it's like, well, no, that's not true. No, because I saw. Okay, if I didn't know you, yeah, and I just based off seeing what I see on social media yeah. of you, I actually would think that you're a different person a little oh, bit. Like a little bipolar. <laughs> Not bipolar. But when I talk to you, like when we hang out and we talk about personal growth, you're very intelligent. Oh, yes. And you're yes, very, yes. like when I just see the media version of yeah. you, it's more, it's a little different to me. Yeah, it's a little bit more, we have different say, lighter and more goofy, I guess. Yeah, because we have different sides to us, right? But I do totally. think you, maybe it's subconsciously, you do turn it on a little bit. Yeah, because I think it depends who I'm around. Like, you're very deep in thought, right? You have depth. And not saying that some of my friends don't have depth, but if they don't have depth, I'm not going to bring it if they don't have it. Because it's That's kind true. of like, what am I doing? Like, it just kind of falls on deaf ears. Right. Have yeah. you tried to do that before? Like I have. And it's, you know what it is? Sometimes it gets weird because i had one girl tell me it's like wow you're really deep in thought i never saw this side of you and it's like uh, i didn't feel like she was processing it though it was just more like a shock thing okay. and i'm like why like i like to talk like this and that's when she said i'm intense uh-huh. they're like oh it's too intense and so sometimes depending who i'm talking to i'll i'll either bring the depth or i'll back off so to me it's really about who's who am i talking to and what do you want from me? Like, I have all sides. I actually like this in-depth side to me. Like, when I go and speak in front of people now, they're like, oh, why didn't? Why don't you show that more? And I'm like, well, I do on my Instagram, but then sometimes it gets too intense. When I get, like, too intense and, like, bring a lot of depth, I actually find nobody really engages with it, actually. Really? No. Well, yeah. Well, where Are you talking about Instagram or when you're public speaking? Social media. Social media, especially. Because, well, because your social media, you've already built a, a specific audience, I think. But right? it was with depth. Like what before the show happened, I was always putting my life experiences on the line, showing a little bit more like things that I learned about, like personal development and growth. Very, very, very little engagement. But that's social media, though. It's yeah. like the weird stuff, like food gets more likes totally. than something yeah. really meaningful, right? That's just how it works. Yeah. So I guess it just depends on what your goal of being on social media is, right? If you want, you know, it could be a moneymaker. And if they are looking at your statistics and stuff. Yeah. So I think with the show and like even just this, I, I get to have like the freedom to bring whatever is in front of me. Like you are a more in-depth person than like the goofy side that comes out a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I, re- I realize that you have a lot of different groups of friends. Yes. And you, you're good at networking because you know like everyone in the Asian community. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I just LA. like, I like people and I like different sides that people bring out of me. Like my friend Kane brings out the goofy side. He also brings a lot of the spiritual side out of me too, which I think is very unique for him. But like for you, it's like the, the, the serious, more in-depth conversations of personal growth and relationships. Uh, I think with Kim, we talk about relationships a lot, career stuff. Uh, I have my buddy Keith that I just talk about career and drive and all that stuff. And that's, that's a totally different side. I, I just like the variety of people. Would you say that, do you have a part of you that's people pleasing or did you ever? Oh my God, I'm a people pleaser. Absolutely. I put so much pressure on myself to have a result with people, like to feel good and to give them what they want. And I think, I think that's not a bad thing. I know a lot of people are like, no more people pleasing, no more people. But I'm like, actually, it's the extreme of people pleasing that you have a problem with. Like I learned to not let that be what defines me though. So it's kind of like a, a character defect, right? It's like, it's a good thing up into extremes, like gluttony. You need to eat. Sometimes it's good to over like eat once in a while and feel full. But if you go too much, it's like a sin, right? It's a, uh, it's a defect and it's something that you need to change. Um, for me, people pleasing used to be that way, but now I can kind of like see like, oh, it's a skill still. It's a, it's a valuable skill. I just, it's just gone too far an extreme and anything in excess just needs to be pulled back. I agree. When it's in excess, that's when it's not healthy. And with something like people pleasing, I think it's as soon as you start to lose yourself, that's when it's not a good thing. Totally. And I think that's where 
people get it a little wrong. I know I did. I'm just sharing from my own experience. I went the opposite way. It's like, I'm not going to people please. It's only for me. And then you become a selfish, narcissistic, narcissistic <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Nobody likes that either. Right. right. I don't even like that about myself. But if I can find the time to like heal myself and restore and for me, right, like treat myself once in a while, treat myself just as good as I would with other people. Like, right, right. Seriously, I think that's the problem. People pleasing It's like you forget you got to treat yourself just as well. Absolutely. Even better. Right. And so I learned that that I just wasn't treating myself so well. So that's why people pleasing wasn't working so well. It's like I was putting all my energy into helping and pleasing other people, but I wasn't pleasing myself. And a good example of that was like cooking. Like I love cooking on dates because it's easy, right? It's like, you know, it's romantic. I can control everything. And so I bring girls over or like a date and I cook for them. It's really like I, I learn new ingredients. And then when I'm eating by myself, I realize I'm like, ah, salt, pepper, whatever. That's a meal. And I'm like, why am I fueling and, and having such terrible quality of time with myself, but I'm doing it and upping it up for other people. Why can't I do that for me? And so I did it for me and I'm like, this is awesome. I was like, I actually don't feel lonely when I eat by myself now. And that was like where I realized people pleasing can be a skill for me, but I need to use it for myself. That's, it sounds like self-love. Yes. Basically what yes. you're talking about. Yes. So your journey to self-love, when did you start getting into personal growth? Man, I probably, I've always been into personal growth to a certain extent. Some people think bodybuilding and getting into fitness isn't, but I think you learn a lot about yourself when you're doing fitness and trying to get healthier and look a certain way. Um, but the problem with me, and that was the extreme, the bodybuilding. And so I was like 220 pounds of just pure muscle at one point. Excuse me. <laughs> this water makes me burpy. Uh, good water. But. <laughs> I would say, though, that um, it got too extreme and I wasn't getting the result I wanted. So then I had to back off and I realized, like, OK, you know, I feel good about my body. Like, let's work on other things. Um, I realized that I was using a lot of drugs and alcohol to, like, numb my emotions and who I was. Because for a long time, up until probably 30, I didn't really feel comfortable in my own skin. Like, I felt very, like, nervous around people. I always felt like um, I had to be somebody else. And I also needed substances to feel that way. You know, it's like I couldn't go to an event without drinking. I couldn't go to a bar or a restaurant without drinking and feeling uncomfortable. Like my old self would have probably had like a couple shots or like maybe some marijuana to feel loose and easy to come here to speak to you. But now it's like because of my personal growth journey, I feel so comfortable being here. You know, and it's such a difference. That's great. And so what have you done in terms of personal growth? Is Was it workshop? Well, besides the fitness. Right. Is it books, workshops? Did you have mentors? Definitely mentors. Um, I got I got sober, like I said, five years ago, a little bit over five years ago. If people don't know my journey, I got deep into spirituality. Buddhism helps me a lot. Like my uh, like buddies who practice Buddhism help a lot. I would also say, yeah, books really help a lot too. Um, for instance, Power of Now was awesome for me. Eckhart Tolle is yeah. amazing, especially if it's a uh, person who's new to you. I feel like he writes in a way that's very digestible yeah. and easy to understand. And I think The Artist Way helped me a lot. I, I haven't read that one. A lot it's of great. my friends recommend that. I loved it because I think for even if you're not creative and you're just like somebody who uh, just doubts themselves right i think it's a great book because it has certain tools and exercises you can do and the only ones that i really do is like learning self-love like having time every week just for yourself and doing stuff like dating yourself uh and then another thing i do is like the three pages of just writing every in the morning, morning right yeah i actually didn't do it this morning but like most mornings i do and i just found that it was meditative i always make time to meditate the meditation that works for me is just sitting down and breathing just concentrating on that. Um, I pray every morning and it's just like I set myself up in the morning so I can feel good. That's awesome. Feel that, connected. Yeah, that's important. Oh. I That's what my book is about is basically feeling good because that's the mm. goal because a lot of times we're focused on the external and yeah. things like that. But I'm like, who cares if you feel good? 
like if you're dating and stuff, right? Like it's not like you're trying to force a specific result because that could be miserable sometimes. And I some have a problem with that. You have, I mean, you're not alone. A lot of yeah. people have problems with that, especially if you're a ambitious, goal-driven person. A lot of times we will want to get that thing, but I'm sure you have experienced sometimes when you do get that thing, yeah. the feeling might not be what you thought yeah, well, it would, would be. From what I've heard about me through my mentors and stuff is that the expectations are what kill me every time. Like I have an expectation when it comes to dating. I have an expectation of myself when it comes to dating, of myself when it comes to career. And, you know, I've just been told, like, let go of that expectation. It's like, just do it. But like, let go of the expectation. It might not be what you thought it would be, or there might be a better result at the end of it, too. And that's what I have a hard time with dating. Okay, so let's talk about dating. My favorite thing. (laughs) Rewind. So uh, to be clear, you obviously date women because we've talked about this. Do you ever date men? I've never dated men. Do I don't you, have an interest either. Okay. Do you get that question? I can't be the I first do. person to no, ask you that. No, I, I, I've, I've been asked that question many times. Like, look, I think if you looked at my history, you'd be like, oh, he had to have like dated men because, I mean, I started off as a personal trainer at a gay gym in Philadelphia. You know, like some of my best friends are gay, like all of that stuff. But like, I've always had an attraction towards women physically. You know, uh, I think what I loved about hanging out with gay men, though, is that they're emotionally more intelligent than and that's what I want it's just more emotionally intelligent people around me and I just find they're very connected that way I find with um fortunately with straight guys it's like they're they're not so emotionally available and connecting when it comes to uh male friendship and I found that really tough growing up now I have more straight friends but like growing up that way because I was a very emotional sensitive person and by straight guys they would always tell me don't that's that's not right like don't be so emotional. Like you need to numb your emotions. That's all I was told. It's like, you just need to numb it sometimes. And it's like, actually, that's the opposite. I just need to be able to manage it and recognize it. Being emotional and being sensitive actually helped me with where I am. You know, I just needed to get grounded is what it was, not numbed. So there's a difference. I wasn't grounded. And so then when I Got into my career, modeling. You'd think I was probably in the closet or something, but it's like, no, I mean, loved women. That's why I got out of bodybuilding because I was so big that it actually did the opposite effect. It only attracted men. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I like, I want a healthy woman in my life. And uh, it did the opposite. So that was not the main reason why I'd stopped bodybuilding. It's because I wanted to pursue modeling. And so, yeah. Um, I am not. Yeah, definitely not. I I know it pretty deep down. I know people talk about spectrums and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, if I were to label myself in the spectrum, I'm like, I'm definitely to this side of being straight. Maybe there's a one or 2% factor if circumstances would have happened in my life and nurturing. I'm not even going to play around with that because that's not what happened in my life. You know, I'm definitely towards that spectrum. Okay. So with dating women in the past, have you had any patterns? Yes. What are those patterns or what were those patterns? I believe in the past, part of me growing up didn't have many options. I didn't feel like I had a lot of options, actually. Now It's different now. I feel like I have way more options now. But too many too options. Too many options. Even, <laughs> oh, right? what a horrible but, problem. Wow, horrible, right? <laughs> but like in the past, it was like there weren't that many women that showed up. And especially ones that I were interested in. So it's almost like I was holding on so tightly. So I'd become like possessive and insecure and like anxious, anxious around it, you know. And I think I found women that I didn't find were like that. Uh, that made me feel that way. Uh, almost like kind of just settling for whatever came around. And so then I became like more insecure because I'm like, why do I feel so insecure about relationships so much? But I realized I was just an anxious person when it came to dating for a little bit. You know, I was swiping a lot on Tinder and like all these dating apps back then. Now I can't even get on Tinder. They banned me. Uh, Why did they ban you? Well, I think it's because so many people use my photos. They report. And I oh. tell people to report my photos whenever they see me on dating apps. They think it's fake. They think it's fake. So now I ended up banning myself, I think, because of that stuff. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's okay. I, I was not even going to go on Tinder. 
for real purposes, it was just as an experiment um, to see if it was better for dating for me now than it was 10 years ago. But I find that I, I, I just find a lot of women in the past that were just really needy even. But I realized I was also very needy and just like very insecure. And that's just the place I was at. I do find you attract people who are like you. Yeah. So you attract what you are. You you do. You really do. And some people are like, no, they're opposites. But it's like, actually, they might be opposites in like your career path or like what you eat or hobbies. But the essence, they're very similar. Yes. Uh, for example, a lot of people I work with, they tend to attract emotionally unavailable people. And it's because they are too? To some degree, yes. <laughs> because if you're emotionally ready, you like you won't even yeah. tolerate that. Like the first sign of that, you'd be like, oh, see ya. Yeah. So I found that way too. It's like I was so afraid of being abandoned, I would say. Maybe it came from adoption, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, I don't even question it anymore. I just know that that's where it comes from. I think that's another thing too. I think I spent too much time trying to figure out where it came from. The analyzing and being stuck in that, it's yeah. easy to fall into that. that. Analysis paralysis. Yes. And it's like I just couldn't get help because I wanted to analyze everything, which I think analyzing is different than self-reflection. I think self-reflection's a different tool to use every day. And I find that I was analyzing everything to death. Like, why am I abandoned? Where did it come from? And it's like, you can only go so far back in life to realize, like, that's where it came from. Okay. And then sometimes you use this as an excuse. Like, okay, well, that's where it came from. Well, that's just me. And it's like, you got to change it, though, if it's not working out for you. Right. And so it wasn't working out for me, this abandonment issues and insecurities. But I just accepted it the way it was. I was like, I got to find a girl who will just accept me for my insecurities, abandonment, uh, all of this stuff. But I'm like, but that's not going to attract somebody that's pretty loving or that's like secure with themselves. Like, it's almost like this del delusion of this is what I want. I want a princess. You know, I want somebody who's like secure, who's powerful, who's got their own career, who's attractive. But I'm not that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I deserve that. That's what every person should have. Right. And I didn't want to do anything to change that. So, of course, I was getting shitty prospects. And so, like, the moment I started to change that and I started to change myself first because I was like, maybe I should be Prince Charming if I want Miss Charming. Then that's when the options started to get better started to attract more people. I found like who I wanted in life, who I didn't want in life. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's like, it's so much better now. Well, that's great. Well, probably because you have a good relationship with yourself now. Much better. Right. I cook for myself now. What do you cook <laughs> besides pancakes? Kevin? Oh, why are you I, ruining my I, game like that? <laughs> <laughs> do you cook anything else besides pancakes? Yeah. You put bananas on them sometimes. Chocolate chip banana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've upgraded a little bit. A little bit of honey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, but no, I cook a lot of good stuff. I, I cook pad thai now. Nice. I learned how to cook pad thai, vegetarian. Uh, I learned how to cook um, these uh, grilled cheese. It's my thing. Grilled cheese. I mean, it's so underrated. It's so underrated. I forgot how good they are until I went to my best friend's house and she has kids. Yeah. You know, and they didn't finish her sandwich. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how good well, grilled cheese is. I didn't know this. The secret was sourdough and butter. You you have to put butter <clears throat> I was using when you're toasting the whole bread. wheat bread and butter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this, this, this tastes like whole wheat and butter. Yeah. Of course, it's not going to taste good. But sourdough changed everything. Good to know. Yeah. If I ever. Yeah. Decide to cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grilled cheese. Okay. So let's talk about dating now. now. Right. Because it's different. And it's now, different. well, because you have more fame now because you're on the show, has that affected your dating at all? It, it has. Uh, I always, I told a lot of girls that I've met recently this and I stand by it. My ideal version of dating would have been actually being in a serious, committed relationship before the show aired. But I also realized this, too. I don't think I would have been on the show if I was in a serious committed relationship either. No? I don't think so, because I would have made different choices in my life. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have moved here to L.A., tried to pursue acting. I would have stayed back in New York, probably, or Philadelphia, and be closer to my family. But, like, something called me because I was single. I had more mobility, right? Like, there wasn't anything anchoring me in Philadelphia or New York. Because I felt myself being anchored the more 
like I stayed in Philadelphia and stuff. And I said to myself, I'm going to stay single as long as possible um, after my ex of six years ago because I want to get my grounding and wherever I'm at. But now dating is so different because it's like before it was uh, just meeting really normal girls or like they were awesome. But it's like, you know what? They were too young sometimes. <laughs> like, just be honest. It's like uh, I really realized through dating here in L.A., I want somebody close to my age if I want to date long term, you know. And now what's interesting is that, yes, people have their eyeballs on me. I meet a lot of girls like through social media or in person. But now it's like I don't know what their intention is really. Like, will they actually like me if I didn't have that show? Or do they have a, an idealized version of me that is uh, maybe not true? I mean, yeah, I think the show portrays me in a good way. But it's like, can you handle all of me? Will you be there with me if there's ups and downs in life? Because right now I'm on the high. And who knows? Maybe I hope it goes higher. I'm working really hard for it. But it's like, but let's say it dips a little bit. Will you still like me? You know? And I question that. Or I question, you know, some girls where it's like, "Mm, we're in the same career path. There's way too much upswing for you in this. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I'm better off as a friend or just like somebody who can help you out in life if like the the time comes or do you want to date me like for me? And so I question people who are too close in the field, who are starting off or struggling or want to make something because it's like I've worked really hard for this. And I, I the last thing I want is somebody that anchor themselves on me just so they can ride a wave with me. Because I even noticed that with some friends. Oh, so it's happened to you. Before. It's already happened for me. I mean, literally, the show launched one day, and I'm getting calls and emails and texts from friends like, "Hey, look, I got this coming out. Can you share this?" You know, and it's like, dude, give me a fucking break. It's only been one day, and I'm overwhelmed with everything. You know, I don't think people realized how big of a life change it was so quickly. I mean, it was literally 180, and I'm. I'm happy for it, but it's it's a lot of uh, life changes. And so I'm, I'm still in the adjustment period when it comes to like friendships and dating. Like, I mean, we're different because we've known each other for a couple of years now. And it's like, you know, I do consider you a friend. So it's different, you know, but like new people in life, it's a little bit more challenging. I don't know their intentions authentically, but what I have to do is trust my instincts, my intuition. And that's what I've been doing. Would you say that you have good intuition? Absolutely. I think you have a good intuition yeah. too. Yeah. And I want to give people the benefit of the doubt still. So I do date, even though maybe my instincts are saying, eh, this is a little sketchy, but I want to give them a chance. And if they prove me right in, the, in my instincts, then I'm like, you know what? I can just let it go. Yeah. And you gave it a chance because that's what, chance. I mean, you, that's what it takes to create a relationship too. Because I mean, unless you're psychic, you won't know until you hit those challenges. How is this person going to show up? Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like what the person will show themselves to you in time and their words. This is the one thing that drives me crazy about dating. They tell me all this stuff, how great they are and how respectful they are of time and all these things, but they don't do it. Like I had this one girl I was dating before the show happened. I would have loved to have ended up with her. I was really, really attracted to her. Everything seemed great. But the one thing that bothers me is how little people respect your time. Oh, that drives me crazy. It drives too. me crazy. They think their time's worth more than yours. Oh, something came up. It was an emergency. But guess what? Like you can manage your time and those people so you can make time for other people. The reason why you don't have time is because you let people take over your time. And like, I just don't want to be around that. And so I heard from this person, I am respectful of people's time. You're not respecting my time and you're being selfish. And I'm like, no, actually, I had opportunities and things to do during this time. If you're going to show up two hours late to a date, I'm sorry, but like, that's very disrespectful of my time. And also, too, I don't want to waste your time either. So we can't date anymore. That's my way of respecting my time and that person's time. It's like, this is not going to work out. I think that sensitivity comes from well i know for me comes from my mom oh is, is it your mom know. i don't know oh, no. she's very sensitive but it's like I, in a good way you know like she always raised me to say like hey share your feelings i don't think she expected me to share my feelings as much like i tell her everything she's like hey that's a little bit too much <laughs> don't need to know what you were feeling 
with this girl at 11 p.m. at night. You know, like, it's okay. <laughs> she seems like a really good mom. She's amazing. Like, she, amazing. you have such good manners. That's, I do? Yeah. That's one of the first things I noticed about you. My table you? manners suck, though, apparently. Oh. Eating with okay. food. Okay. Maybe I people. haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Notice well, actually, you know, because my table manners aren't the best either. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> That's I probably do. why we hang out. <laughs> but I do notice that you you have good manners. That you're very respectful yeah. of people. Yeah, and and the thing is though too, like I call it out if you're not, and that's what I don't think girls are very comfortable with when they date me, because it's like I don't. I think they're used to guys just being like, whatever, you can do whatever, it's okay. Like, but I'm like, no, like you know. I'm telling you up front, for any ladies out there, being respectful of someone's time, for me, is very important because I'm very respectful of the other person's time, especially now. Like, I turn down so many things because I want to open up more time and I want more time for myself and other people that matter. So if we're making time, please do the same thing. And if they can't do that, then that's like, well, I'm sorry, but you're just being disrespectful of the relationship that you want to develop not just me but the relationship and i have a hard time with that because i think a lot of girls just don't get it and a lot of guys don't get it either i'm sure i'm sure it goes both ways it's different values i think if you respect your own time a lot you expect a lot right. from others but some people they don't respect their like their time isn't as important well, to them in that way i think in the love languages my number one thing is quality time. So if you waste my time, that really hurts my like number one love language, which is quality time. It's like we set time apart. Let's do it. You know, I get it. If like you're five or 10 minutes behind, whatever. I've had that. I've had some girls where like they're an hour I'm sitting at the restaurant by myself and they live a half a mile away. You could have walked there. Yeah. And, and the worst part is I had this one time for a date. Uh, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll pay for I'll pay for dinner. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'll let you. <laughs> time came. She did not even reach into her purse to open up the bills. And I like reached for my wallet. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, thank you. And I'm like, you bitch. You <laughs> oh, said man. you were going to pay. You wasted my time. She and he, and that's why I didn't want to see her again. And she didn't do what nope. she said she was nope. going to do. Nope. We have similar pain points. Yeah. It's like, don't waste my time. And yeah. if you do waste my time, you better pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's uh, part of it sparks also. I feel like I'm not important. Yes. If they yes, do yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. I do have a sensitivity yes. with that. And I know where it comes from. We're not going to go there right now. But yeah. The... Where's it go? Where does it come from? Not feeling important. It's all childhood stuff or being abandoned too. like my parents would be really late picking us up from oh. school, like the last parents to pick us up. We'd be like That's on the sad. playground. Actually, me myself. Actually, no, it was me and the only other Asian girl at the school. Who was your imaginary friend? I heard I did have an imaginary <laughs> friend. I forgot what his name was, but he had wings. He was like an old fat guy and he had a beard and then he had little wings. Jesus. Sounds like you were on hallucinogens. <laughs> You didn't have an imaginary friend? No. You're joking? I actually did have one. I tried it. Okay. I tried to have an imaginary friend because it seemed like everybody had one. And I was like, I feel kooky doing this. Even as a kid, I was like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> I liked it. I even tried. You should have seen me. I was like by myself sometimes. I was like, let me try this out. Hey, buddy. Uh, what do you want? I feel weird. Like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer this. Um, okay, so with dating now, do you want to be in a relationship now? Absolutely. You do. I, I I know I do. You do. I do. Sooner the better, too. Do you? But are there any hesitation? Is there yes. any hesitation? Around? Lots of hesitations. And what are those hesitations? I think going back to what we said before, like, would you have liked me before the show? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know that answer. But I know the more. I start developing in my career and the more like hopefully I stay in, in the public eye and where I am for a long time because I want to build upon the career. I have many plans for, you know, like the acting, speaking, hopefully we get more seasons and hosting, all that kind of stuff. The more I get in there, the more I think I'm going to trust the person that comes into my life later, less. They're going to have a lot to prove of like trust. And also, too, like, I know a lot of people saying, well, that's why you date other celebrities or people in the public eye. I'm like, I don't know if I want that either. I don't. I never had it. So I don't know what that's like. I'm open to it. But really, I like somebody who 
might not even have anything to do with my career path. Like it's like we don't benefit in our careers off of each other. We just want to spend time. The way I like to think of it is like I just want somebody who I feel has my back no matter what. And that is super hard because I feel like people say they do, but it really is conditional. And I'm having hesitations with that because it's it's taking more time to feel that for me as I um, grow in myself and my career. It's like, do you really have my back? And I don't know. It's an intuition thing too, right? I, I Like I said, I just got to follow that more. I let people show themselves to me. And uh, I think I'm more patient when it comes to dating now is what it is. Um, I'm a little bit more honest with it too, in the sense like I just right off the bat, I'm just like, look, I'm vibing with you. I like you. All this stuff, I'm attracted. But uh, in three months, it might change as we get to know each other. You'll say that to them? Oh, yeah, I'll say that to them. Or if it's someone like I, I don't see anything with, but like, let's just have fun. Let's see where it goes. You know, I, I'm very honest. And I think that's what's missing in relationships these days. I know that's what was missing for me in my relationships before. It's like, I just want somebody to be honest with me, too. It's like, if you just see me as a fuckboy for this moment, sure, tell me. So at least I'm not going to invest too much of my emotions and like expectations that this is going to actually turn out to be something. Just be honest. That's all. Or like be like, hey, look, I saw you in the show. I need your help. But don't date me because you need my help. You know what I'm saying? Like, just leave me alone. Let my live my life and I'll decide. Give me a choice. Don't manipulate me because that's the worst I think you can do to a relationship is try to manipulate them uh, into getting what you want. And um, the only reason why I say it, I've experienced it myself. Like I caught myself doing it at times in the past. And it's like, that's not what I want now. You would manipulate people or like in a, in a way that I didn't realize it was like, because I was lonely. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to say I want a relationship because I'm lonely. I need an emotional blanket, but it's, it's instead of just being honest and be like, Hey, look, I'm really fucked up. I'm emotional, not going through a good time. I just need a cuddle buddy or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, which I'm very, very open with saying. It's like, look, I just want a cuddle buddy. Like, <laughs> it's like something. Um, then, yeah. I, but that's not what I was. It's like, no, I want a relationship. But really, I was trying to fill that void of loneliness and thinking maybe somebody will fill that for me when that's not true. Which is, I mean, that's very common. A lot yeah. of people get into relationship yeah. for that. But if you're, I mean, I can tell you're looking for something healthy. Mm-hmm. You want a good, healthy I've always, relationship. And that's the thing that I've learned now. It's like, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy if I was single. But like, I know that the next person is going to make me happier and we can build something together. Whereas before, it was just like, no, I need them to help build me and build whatever my happiness is. I'm not happy unless I'm in a relationship or dating. And it's like, I took some time off from dating and it's like, I was happy. And now the problem is I find that a lot of girls in my life aren't making me happier. They're actually taking and not giving back. And so I find that that's not what I want either. Uh, so now I really realize like, if I'm going to be with someone, it's because I'm going to be happy with them. I mean, there is a difference and I, I feel it now. So it's a lot different dating now than it was before. Yeah, I think when you reach that point, you look for someone to enhance yes. your life. And when you get to a point where you are happy with yourself, I, I do think that there's less options out there that, like less people that would actually make yeah. your life yeah better totally it's compatibility too right like i mean there's some wonderful people i've been with we're just not compatible our personalities are different and i find that that's kind of happening now whereas like in the past i'd, I'd settle for it but now i'm like oh i don't want that you know i mean i know what i want but it's like i would give too many passes um and and you know my parents would always tell me because you're too hard on them you know, and I'm like, maybe I was, but like, actually, no, I just didn't know what I wanted. And now I do, and I'm getting closer to it. So it's like, okay, let me figure out what's out there. Let me, let me actually date in a healthy way. That's awesome. Yeah. So right now, are you meeting people through friends that you're dating? You said you're not on the apps, at, any of the apps at all? Just Instagram. I on mean, Instagram. Oh, you probably get DMs. I get so many. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> what but, do they say? Oh, so, some of them's like, hey, let me have your baby. <laughs> we make mixed kids. You really do have things. good genes. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, trust me, it was kind of 
I mean, I get like shirtless and, and naked photos and videos all the time now. It's quite crazy. That's how you know you made it. <laughs> but I was like, uh, where was this before? Well, uh, it was crazy. But um, no, recently it's just been more about like, uh, I'd rather meet the people I know at this point, like in serious relationships. And I think, you know, Instagram's fine. I just think I need to meet them like or talk to them on the phone or FaceTime just before I get to meet them in person. But also, too, that tells me, like, I really do want something like I want to meet somebody. It's like if I didn't care, I wouldn't even meet them or FaceTime them to see if they're like actually somebody I like. You know, so it's it's a little bit different. So you covered a little bit of it. What are you looking for or what do you typically find attractive besides the, you know, they have integrity, they're on time, they're supportive. Yeah. Uh, what else are you looking somebody for? Somebody who has their own career path. Yeah, maybe it's correlated to mine, but as long as they have it. And when I mean have it, they're like similar levels. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I find too many people who are like just starting off. And it's like, I don't want that either. You know, like, um, I, I think I want somebody who's financially independent too. Like, I'm not looking to be a sugar daddy or, or like, uh, you know, I'm not looking for a trophy uh, wife, you know. That's definitely not what I'm looking for. Uh, somebody who super patient and sweet because I think I tend not to be at times. So I need somebody to count We're about. We're the same person. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like, look, I, like we have a good side, but like there's times where I'm temperamental and I'm like, especially in relationships. And I need somebody to understand that, that Kevin, you see who's like this. And sometimes I sometimes I, I just am not that. And I have feelings and I have down days just like everybody. And I need somebody to really be able to like not just nurture, but understand that, you know, and not be like, you're ruining my day. You know, it's like, OK, like I'm already having a bad day. Like this just really fucked me up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the patience. patience. My therapist actually told me that because I asked her before I met my husband when I was dating and I, I asked what are the emotional qualities or what's the qualities of a person who would make a good compatible partner for me yeah. and the first thing she said was patient patience and that is my favorite thing about my husband is how patient he's super is. patient it seems like <laughs> he, well he has to be if he's married I to mean, me yeah i don't think you can have two impatient people in a relationship i i haven't seen that work out well it might be fiery mm. but uh i have yet to meet where uh, like a long-term relationship where they're both type a both impatient and it's and it's healthy but yeah. i mean i if if you're out there yeah. <laughs> please yeah me i want to yeah ask you questions well also I, I want somebody who's supportive and maybe doesn't completely understand like where my drive comes in or like why i want to be so involved and elevate the asian community so much or like understand asian topics like that i speak about like i don't care if they're like they understand it so much. I just want them to respect it and also not be racist towards Asian men. I mean, I've met a lot of Asian girls who are actually really racist towards Asian men, but I'm like their exception. I don't want that either. Like I'm not here to teach you about this stuff or like make you unracist. You just are, you aren't, you know? And if you are and you come to it at your own terms, that's great. But I don't want to be there. Like, I don't want to be like, putting myself through that because I have my own journey and I've been through that myself, you know, and I don't, I don't care to like, uh, help my significant and other that way. If they have problems with it, it's like, you should be able to help yourself with that. And so, yeah, I want somebody who's patient. Like the physical stuff is like, I think it's very obvious. You have to be attracted to that person and the girls that I'm attracted to vary. They can be thick. They can be Latina. They can be mixed. They can be Asian, you know, like, all of these things, they can be skinny and athletic. I just like attraction, you know? And so I, it, physical has to be there. But yeah, I've, I'm not judgmental in the sense like that. A lot of people think I just want the OnlyFans type of look, you know? And I'm like, no, that's nice. But it's like, I like sweet, home, homely people too. And what, just say there's a room full of people. What generally do you find attractive? Like what will attract you to go over and talk to someone? I think... I mean, I do, I do like Asian and anything Spanish or uh, mix. I find myself not actually attracted to like unethnic people. I mean, I guess white people. I guess mm -hmm. I should just say that. Okay. I mean, I think they're attractive, but it's like I, I find that they don't really understand who I am, though. 
the struggles or things I've overcome or they feel bad for me. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry you went through that. And it's like, I don't want somebody to feel bad for me either. And I don't think they would really understand like why I'm so involved in the Asian community when I'm adopted by white people. So I, I actually really relate to people who are mixed a lot, actually, uh, who have a white parent or, white, uh, or an Asian parent. I find that to be very attractive, but also things that people have their own stuff going on in their life. I find that super attractive. I have a question about your speaking and your coaching. Because you do that and you've done so much work on yourself, do you feel like naturally you will attract people who are in a place where they're seeking help or like wanting to grow their career? Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why coaching was so tough. I, I actually stopped taking on clients for coaching because I was like, you know, I think it's, first of all, it's emotionally draining for me. And I felt like I, I wanted to expand my message on a broader level to reach more people. Doing one-on-ones just wasn't doing it for me. And the other person, I think they could sense my burnout with it. And then, you know, obviously they're never, half of them, more than half, almost every one of them wasn't doing any of the advice. They just wanted to talk. It's like, that's a therapist. I'm not a therapist, you know, and I'm sure therapists do other stuff. I just don't know that world. Um, But I would say that also too, mental health is really important. I want to plug that in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, though, um, with the speaking, maybe because it's like I've also realized we're all going through healing, but I just don't want to be at that same spot with somebody that I was 10 years ago or 15 years ago. It's like we're not quite on the same path. You just started the path, but I know how painful that is and I know how much work it takes. I don't want to be your coach. I want to be a partner. <laughs> I totally understand that because I went through a phase of dating people that were there. Like I I wanted, you to, wanted fix to help them, them and I wanted to help them. Yeah. That's where I got my value from yeah. until I realized I don't want to do this. I want someone who was ready. Like yeah. he's ready, he's done the work. And he wants to be in a relationship with me. He totally. wants to get married. And I, I became very clear on that. And the more clarity I got, I mean, Pete is exactly what I was looking yeah. for. And that's the thing, too. I think for me, I, I actually don't think the color of the skin is that. It's not that important to me. Like what I mean by that, it's like I like Asian because I feel like we understand the same stories and identity and all that. So I, there's comfort into that. But really, it's all the other stuff we were talking about, like integrity, respect and time, being loving and patient, all of that stuff. And that that knows no skin color. So it's definitely really just values and ethics. Absolutely. Because Pete, actually, I I had no idea what like my future husband would look like before I met him. I thought I had an idea. What was that? I I tended to be attracted to men with darker features, mm. like brown eyes, He's definitely brown not hair. That. He's not. <laughs> He's like as white as you can get, blue eyes. Yeah. However, the way we were raised, he was raised on the East Coast, New Jersey. Uh, I was raised in the Bay Area in a town called San Carlos. But when I went to visit and uh, meet his parents the first time, the way we grew up was so similar mm. socioeconomically. His parents were immigrants. His, uh, I think mom came over from scotland when she was three so the mentality and the work ethic of immigrant is very similar to my parents Mm. so in that sense there's a lot of ease there and that's something i was looking for as well was ease and and that understanding in a relationship and p and i are so similar in that way but i would have never guessed that it like my husband would look like how he looks yeah i think it's also too not to backtrack too much but i I just want somebody who brings something to the relationship, you know what I'm saying? Instead of like taking, I feel like there's a lot of in the past that I've had dating casually, none of my girlfriends, but I'm just saying, well, actually maybe a couple were just takers, just take. And it just took so much energy from me and you know, a lot of time and energy I can't get back and they can't get back either. But I'm just saying like, I just felt like there, there's a lot of energy suckers or vampires that I've met. Um, and I just don't tolerate that anymore, actually. Good, good. Well, I think especially in the industry you're in, too, a lot of people are just out to, they want to further their career. Yeah. I mean, I forget sometimes we live in Venice on the west side. And sometimes when I come to Hollywood or Beverly Hills, the conversations are completely different. Yeah. It's what do you do? That's the first, first question. question. Like, 
with underlying tone of like, what can you do for me? When when I hear that, and this is probably blowing my cover, but I I already kind of know where this is going, what the relationship's going to look like. Definitely don't really relate to that at all. Like where I come from, we barely talk. I mean, it's an important conversation, but it's not the first thing. It's like you get to know the person first. Like, well, where'd you raise? Do you try to find the things you have in common? Not like try to find the things you can do for me. You know, and I think that's where relationships kind of get skewed here for me, at least, because that's from the West Coast. It's what do you do right away? East Coast, I don't think we really say it that much, actually. And it's weird. I've even noticed the introductions like, hey, so this is so and so. She does this and this and that. And he does, he does. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm doing an in- a podcast intro every single time I meet people. Yeah, it's different. It's very different. It's different. And I maybe, are you some, like, I feel like I would not be able to do your job. Like, when I'm around that too much, I find it so draining, almost like disgusted too. Like, I don't want to be here with these people. Well, I think for me, you find a mix of both, right? But like, I don't try to, just because I had a few bad experiences with people who did that, it, I open it up so I can experience the good ones. Because I do meet good ones. That's, a lot, this is true. You know, so it's like, if you meet 10 bad ones, but one great one, that's amazing. I'm still going to do it. That's like dating. Yeah. And it's like diets. <laughs> You're not going to find one that's great right away. <laughs> Same thing with dating. It's like, but for me, it's more like a thousand to one, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I just find that dating um, for me is too, it's like, it's still challenging and I'm facing new challenges at, at the moment. Okay. Well, you can always call me if yeah. you want a second opinion on totally. anything, a neutral opinion. A neutral one. I think I'm pretty good at staying neutral and, yeah. and logical and fair. Yeah, I know. Stuff. I appreciate that. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on and talking me. about dating and your personal life. If people want to check you out, where can they find you? Oh, Instagram for sure. Kevin Kreider. And also TikTok. I have that in my website. It's my name as well. You're on TikTok? I'm on TikTok. What do you post on TikTok? Ugh. Are you dancing? No, I'm not. I'm just talking. <laughs> your shirt's yeah. off. Well, no, it's on. I swear to you. Look at it. It's on almost all the time. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> thanks kevin thanks for having me all right thank you for listening everyone if you've enjoyed the show please give it five stars and write a review it helps my rankings and i really really appreciate it and if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend it's called show up finding love for independent women and it's available on amazon have a great day